I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Baltimore and Sir Jeff Hurst. The trailer booking and Billy Bones. A Paolo Gigano. West Ham Afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast season five, episode twenty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> that was my That's Alan right. Wicker. It's already going wrong. Uh, my name's George. I'm here with Sean. Hello, Sean. Hello, George. There's no John today. Is no. He is got a, a slavagram. Booking in Winchester tonight and <laughs> Slav- uh, Slavogram. Slavogram. What do you Before call it? Before we, well, we we called it a Slav Slavambilitogram. I just call it a Slavogram. Yeah, Slavogram. He is available for bookings. If you want to leave us, just a leave a comment on the, on page. the Facebook group. Anyway, <laughs> have you had well. any uh, Allardyce Gram bookings since he's no, Sunderland, th- Sunderland manager? It's all dried up, actually. Really? I won't go past Watford. You see, that's the problem. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, we're back to talk about West Ham. We've been gone for a while. Yeah, we uh, had we had vomiting and an international break. Yeah, so we have two games to cover. We'll start with the game furthest away, uh, which was the Chelsea match. And they both ended two-two. They did, interestingly. Yeah, both There's a stat. Both uh, bad refereeing decisions costing us two points in each More game. More of that later. Uh, so Chelsea 2, West Ham 2. We went, didn't we, Sean? We West did. We had a tremendous day out, didn't we? Um, what was the pub we went to? We went to the Eight Bells in Putney Eight Bridge. Eight Bells in Putney. Uh, although it was supposed to be a Chelsea pub, uh, it was originally a Fulham pub, and there was lots of West Ham in there as well. Like The, the Chelsea friends we know were going, oh, you can't say anything in here. We did. We, could we did. And there was other West we, Ham We sung, well. we've got Payet. I don't think we actually sung. Did oh, we? I did. You did? Yeah. What, how does that song go? We've got Payet, Dimitri Payet. I just don't think you understand. He's super slabs, man. He's better than Zidane. We've got Dimitri Payet. I think you just got the song right for the first <laughs> time ever. <laughs> well done. Well done. Uh, so, yes, it ended in two all. Uh, we had a good day out. We had good seats right by the corner flag. Yep. Uh, and we, I thought we played really well. Yep. I thought we uh, we were quite drunk. Let's be honest. No, uh, by the end, by the end of the day, maybe. Yeah. Okay. We were. We yeah, I'll we give you that. Yeah. Uh, the seats were good. The seats were really good. Uh, and in terms of the football, I thought it was good as well. I thought we started really strongly. Uh, absolute first half. Worldy yeah. from a Manuel Man 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 Manuel Lanzini. Yeah. And that's a song we were that. singing. We weren't singing the Dimitri Payet song. I want you to sing Not that much. Could you sing the Lanzini song? Manuel Lanzini. Plays the West Ham way. I don't know that one. You don't know that no, one? No, I don't know. <laughs> Makes me happy. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, just before half time, a bad referee decision. The wall was pushed back 12 yards instead of the, the regulation 10. Uh, and... 
Not sure if it would have made any difference anyway, but that's our excuse. And uh, Fabregas buried one just before the half-time whistle. Yeah. Uh, you and John missed that because you'd gone to get a beer. Yeah, we had. We'd gone to get a beer. I was uh, on my way walking up Should the stairs. Should we tell the story of the beers? No. Why not? Just because... Why? Might, so someone from Chelsea might be listening and... Well, Next we time got we'll some get free beers <laughs> of thanks to Abramovich. Can we, can't we say? Yeah, a fellow West Ham fan uh, managed to get his hands on some free beer vouchers. I don't know how. Yeah. Uh, and he gave me one, or a few actually, so yeah. that's very kind of him. But even better than that, when we got the beers, I handed you the first beer from the bar and they didn't know it disappeared. They, were, <laughs> so they, they just gave me another beer and another beer, so we got an extra beer as well. Thanks very much, Chelsea. Thank you, Roman Abramovich. Yeah. He doesn't need the money. Uh, and then, obviously, we went back in the lead. Um, Slav changed it up, put Andy Carroll back on. Uh, and he made an impact almost straight away, didn't he? he did. a, a, a pie assist. Yeah. And a good finish right in front of us by right Andy Carroll. And you're going to tell the story? Well. Or do you want me to tell the story? Well, I'll tell it and you can. I'm sure you'll take over I anyway. I'll it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, during the celebrations, I because we we had the seats either side of an aisle, so I was on my own on one side, and John and Sean were on the other side, and uh, I was celebrating on my chair as I usually do when we score a goal, and uh, I watched John and then Sean one one by one sort of fall down the stairs well, on, no, into no, a bundle. See, you've you've told it. We ran down right to the front, and we were within touching distance of Andy Carroll. I mean, we, we weren't were, really because we he were. was over on the other side. Well, Andy, no, Andy Carroll was celebrating just in front of us, probably about five feet away from us. We ran down. We were in row row four. Went right down. I was running directly after John, <laughs> and John hadn't seen there was a big gap there for like I don't know disabled people or whatever, and uh, he fell into the gap, and my momentum carried me, and I landed <laughs> on top of him. <laughs> Well, I was just sort of watching you. Like I was going but on even better than that, the, the steward was going, it's not worth killing yourself over a goal, you know. <laughs> and your dad said, I think it is. <laughs> but even funnier than that is we made it on match of the day. Well, you did, due to my eagle eye spotting your head. third eye. George's your third one eye. one by one dropping down in the back of a shot. So he, close he up videoed match of the day and he goes, there goes dad. There goes Sean. I put it on the Facebook group. Oh, did you do that? No, oh, I will. Did. Oh, you will. Uh, now we've given it some context. Before yeah. before the podcast <laughs> yeah, came out, what, it would have just what been, what's that? that? two people's heads disappearing. Uh, but you will see uh, John and Sean falling over in quick succession at Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, and then, obviously, the controversial point of the game was the penalty that never was. Yeah. Uh, Cheated. We should say before that we had a couple of chances. Andy Carroll had one cleared off the line from a corner. Uh, we could have quite easily got one or two more goals in that game, I thought. And then uh, we were cheated out of a uh, out of a three point victory at Stamford Bridge, and we did feel cheated. I we mean, did. well, actually, it it's amazing how our fortunes have changed. That we can go to Stamford Bridge, we were confident we were going to win it before we got there, and we go out two two and go, we feel cheated. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. You, you said you accept a draw, didn't you? Even well, I, 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 as I will say when we talk about Palace, I mean, you uh, you come away from the Palace game on Saturday feeling like a loss, but you come away from a, from a draw against Chelsea, it might have felt a little bit like a loss because we should have won, deserved to won, and and it drew, given the rules, we should have won. But I don't think you can be too disheartened with the point away at Chelsea, taking four points off them in the in the league this year. Yeah. So. Uh, Pyatt didn't have one of his greatest Again, games. we're saying that, but, you know, he set up a goal and I think he gave Lanzini the ball before he buried it. So, you know, it's, would that count as two assists for Pyatt? Yeah. I just think he does go a little bit, not missing, but... Well, no, but that's <coughs> that's the difference between him and someone like Messi or Ronaldo, or the, the, the very best players in the world, are that because they're so consistent. But he is a free kick king. He absolutely is. No question. But Pi but that's why Pi A isn't Messi esque or Ronaldo level because some games he has a quiet game. Did you see the picture I put up on the Facebook group earlier of like about I did, 40 yes. men? Yeah, yeah. two did you, two did you layers. Find that funny? Yeah, yeah. It was all right. I didn't do it obviously. Some people found it funny, which is what all that matters. Yeah. 
But um, I also put up something on Clarent Hugh, which is uh, West Ham Social on, on Twitter put all his f his five free kicks, including the one in France, all in one combination. And when you look at them, you just go, wow, this guy is the best free kick taker in the world. I'm going to say that again because he's a West Ham player. Dimitri Payet is the best free kick taker in the world as we speak at the moment. I does that I don't sink think in to you? Well, I don't think anyone would disagree with you. Does that sink in? It does Our uh, player is the best in the world at taking free kicks. That just seems weird coming out <laughs> from my lips as a West Ham fan. It just seems... I don't know how to react. I don't, it's just weird. It is weird. Well, this whole season's been a bit weird, really, isn't and it? And everybody keeps on saying, like, oh, you won't hold on to him in the summer. I think we will. As I said, I think the only only place he would go is PSG for stupid money or China for stupid money. Well, I hope he doesn't. So do I. Um, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a stat attack. Stat attack, we had 41% uh, possession. We had 13 shots, 6 on target. They had 22 shots with 5 on target. The cheating pensioners, as you put here, Sean. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing to say, um, as we walked out, the police and the stewards did a poor job. I videoed as we walked out. There were, you know, bottle plastic bottles and beer being thrown and the odd scuffle uh, because they just let us all come out at the same time and there was just... Well, it quite often happens at Chelsea, having been there it's a few times. It's just poor, isn't it? I mean, it could have gone It doesn't make time. sense. And the police, the policing of it doesn't make sense because there's a big line of policemen and stewards and then it just stops. So you've had the police blocking off angry football fans who are shouting backwards and forwards to each other, stopping things from happening. And to their credit, they do. But then at one point, it stops. And you've just got those blokes that have walked well, from there to there to the end and then they can just have a go at each other. Well, I, I did a video. I don't know if I put it on the Facebook group, but I will put it up. It's had 20,000 20, views so far. Has it? Yeah. But I've got to send another one, and you'll love this. So there's also a really funny one on YouTube from a Chelsea, a 10-year-old. What's he filming at? Chelsea. I, I can see us go past, by the way. Oh, the opposite way, yeah. I haven't seen that. And he's going, he's going, come on, he goes, your best player is a transvestite. <laughs> your best player is a transvestite. And he's just shouting out Who's that. he claiming is a transvestite? I don't know. Oh. Maybe Payet. I don't know what he's talking about. Anyway, Sean, can you please introduce yeah. this part? Sure, sure. At Chelsea. Let's hear what the Gaffer had to say. Slavin, for the neutral, it was a fantastic game to watch, but I sense a degree of disappointment from West Ham's point of view at the end of it. Yeah, but it was it was fantastic game for, for West Ham fans, and it was fantastic game for, for me to, to watch. Uh, we played fantastic. I mean, the game was very good. Uh, and I think that uh, we done great, and we deserved more than a draw. We we deserve three points uh, from this game because, uh, apart from uh, beginning of the not beginning, but apart from uh, one part of the second half, we were much better team. We were better when we were leading one nil. It was close to be two nil. Then when we scored two one, we were we were close to score a third goal, which we didn't, and then. Uh, Concede the goal very late, it is gutted anyway, no matter how you concede it. But to concede it like that from the penalty that basically was out, was out of the box, it's, it, it makes it uh, unacceptable, to be fair. Clearly, Bobby Madley, the referee, got word from his assistant that it was inside, but even having looked at replays, it would suggest that it was outside. That's what I'm talking about. It was outside, it was way outside. And uh, then... Uh, uh, and Antonio, I mean, it was clear Antonio didn't want to foul him. He like went like this. Uh, he touched him. Yeah, I'm not talking about them. But that touch was, uh, I don't know, it wasn't even close to the line. It was like one meter. So, okay, we can talk. It's hard. It's uh, full speed and everything. And uh, and the player went down in a box. But we are not getting those kind of penalties. We are not getting them. Against us, so if you go back, I don't like to moan. You know, I, I would like to talk about the quality of our game and performance, and that's what all players, Chelsea and West Ham, they deserve. For me to talk now about the game, but 
it's to concede like that and uh, if we are talking about a couple of last games we have to play replay against Man United because of a very bad decision late in the game and now we we are okay 2-2 two, two away at Chelsea at Stamford Bridge is a great result but the way we played and we we, we deserved more so that decision is like I didn't see us getting those kind of decisions. It's a measure of the progress you have made that you were able to take the game to Chelsea and you were still looking for a third goal at 2-1. Yeah, I mean, of course, we, you need to defend, but what, what we're asking from the players and they're responding brilliantly is that uh, no matter what the result is, you have to play a complete game, you have to defend with numbers, but also we have that kind of a team and we like the way we're playing to attack with numbers. And we have that quality, we have that kind of players that are doing basics, they are doing dirty work, but when, when, when we have a ball, we are really good. We are really good. Finally, can I ask you about the momentum which you've got at the moment? You're pushing, obviously, still in the FA Cup. You've got the replay at Upton Park to come. What can you achieve this season? You have almost got under the radar. You've got every opportunity now finishing in the top four. Yeah, but uh, we shouldn't be playing a replay should be in the semi-finals and uh, today we are in a good position but we should be with two points uh, more we should be ahead of Man City and put the pressure on them so I mean don't get me wrong 2-2 two, two, with the way we played we didn't hang on of course I'm proud of them but we deserve more and it wasn't down to us and it wasn't down to Chelsea no matter how great that move from Villian was it was brilliant that's why he's Villian Okay, but it wasn't a penalty. There you have a downhearted Slaven Bilic, and we all left feeling a bit like that. But well, since John's not here, do you want to ask him the question? What do you think of that, Sean? Yeah, Slav talked to a lot of sense. A lot of sense, yeah. yeah a lot of sense. Is that me or you? Is that me. your phone? That's a, that's a Shock him. Shock him. Then we go on to Palace. So this one's a bit more fresh in the memory. This this took the place two days ago. Eagles, the cheating eagles, you've put here. The cheating eagles. Uh, again, we left. I I left feeling more downhearted than I did Chelsea, as I just said. But you know what? For many reasons. On do you to give you them. Yeah, go on, go on. You do that. It wasn't a red card. Yep. It was the third or fourth match in a row we've had bad refereeing decisions against us. Cost us be that in points or having to play another match, i.e. Man United. Uh, Watford, um, Arsenal and City won convincingly, meaning they pulled up, pulled ahead of us in the race for fourth. A race that John doesn't care about, apparently. I should say that whilst... Really? Yeah, that's his opinion. Um, and, yeah, you'd expect to beat Palace at home and on current forms of both teams. And we haven't won a game in three matches. I know. Can I offer a different opinion? Go for it. So let's go back to the stats a bit. You know, West Ham against Chelsea, six top uh, shots on target because they're the one that counts. Pensioners, five shots on target. It was a similar thing. West Ham had 18 shots, six on target. Cheating Eagles, 12 shots with <laughs> five on target. Cheating Eagles. <laughs> we had the possession, 67%, and they had 33%. So we did dominate. However, I thought they came back into it second half. And before the sending off, uh, Aaron Cresswell had to save us by clearing one off the line. Yes, well, that was one opportunity they had, I'll give you that. But so I, felt, I felt in control. I thought we had control of the game. I thought that they were building up to get one back, if I'm honest. And we all never know, Keate going off or not, whether they would have scored anyway. But they were certainly building up to score a goal, and it was on the cards. Mm. Now... The, the, the I was hoping that the clearance from the off the line would have been our wake-up call and we'd push on and, and get another one. Now, actually, one of the other refereeing decision you missed was the earlier one where Adrian, you didn't mention Adrian and the mistake he made. I didn't, know. I haven't actually gone through the goals yet. But um, that shouldn't have been... That was a bad refereeing that decision. Wasn't, that wasn't a free kick. Because it wasn't a free kick. And that led up but to... But equally, what was he doing? What was he doing? It was going, <laughs> it was going wide, wasn't it? Yeah, he pushed it back into play. <laughs> So, all right, Adrian will, you know, the problem with goalkeepers is 
you know, if they a defender will make makes mistakes, and when they do, it's costly. Yeah, if a, if a striker makes a mistake, they miss a goal. Yeah, who cares? If a midfielder, they lose possession. If a defender makes a mistake, half the time they get away with it. And yep. come on, they all do. But if a goalkeeper makes a mistake, invariably it leads to a goal. Agreed. I think it's a bit unfair. Adrian is human; he can make mistakes. That said, he should be dropped, and uh, Darren Randall should come. <laughs> he should never play. <laughs> should West never play in the again. shirt again. But uh, come on, I fair play to Palace. If we take the red card away, which was nothing to do with them cheating Eagles, um, they did actually put up a fight. And they did, and you'd expect a team battling to survive in the Premier League to do that. I'm not sure, they're but quite battling. But I felt we were in control. I hoped that the clearance off the line would have been our wake-up call, but we didn't really have time to respond to it. And I think Bilic made a bit of an error. What, when he moved, when he took off uh, Sacco and put on Valencia? Valencia after going down it, to 10 men. It, it was a bit strange, wasn't it? The only, the only excuse he has is that Valencia was there undressed, ready to come on when Chiarte went in for that tackle. But you should sit him down. <coughs> and Who else did he have on the bench? Obiang or Song. Yeah, he brought Obiang on later. He doesn't like Song, does he? No. But you, <coughs> you just had a Obiang Song type player sent off in Kuyate, and a sort of holding midfielder is more important than. Well, I think Valencia ended up playing centre mid. Yeah. So. Can you answer me one question? I asked you this on the day. Good on. Why the fuck does he continue? You have to swear, do you? on choosing Emaniki to start. I thought Emaniki had one of his better games for us on Saturday. I just don't... Ra- he's, he's he ran a lot and he had a few few good opportunities and, and probably got a few of these six shots on targets, I'd Andy say. I Carroll, though. Andy Carroll was present. Chaos he causes. Yeah, the yeah. chaos he causes. I would just start with Andy Carroll. He's good defensively. He's a forward, Sean. He is the good defensively. Yeah, but he should. Why? Who was it actually? He shouldn't pick a striker because he's good defensively. No, I agree. But he's just more of a presence than Emeniki. Emeniki, in my view, was supposed to be a backup. But it's almost like Slavin Bilic is trying to prove a point. Well, no, I'm not having a pop at him. I could only. I picked Emeniki. I didn't pick Andy Carroll. I didn't pick Alex Song. And therefore, I'm going to play. I'm going to favour the players that I've had an input to. That that what it appears to me. Okay. I might be wrong. Uh, let's just quickly talk about the goals. Yeah. Uh, so obviously we conceded early on. We talked a little bit about that one. Yeah. And then uh, we responded almost immediately when Manuel Lanzini, I don't know the song, uh, yeah. scored. Good finish, tidy finish. You do know the song. A good response. And In the then, West Ham uh, way. Just before the West, just before the half-time whistle, uh, Dimitri done it again, didn't he? Yeah, we have a little joke. He did. He did do another free kick, which he missed. He's got a seventy-five percent conversion rate, by the way. Um, so I think I videoed one, and, and he missed it. And I said he can't get them all. Someone said yes, he can. But um, I don't know if you hear what Alan Pardew said. But you know he did a free kick against Palace earlier in the year, didn't he? That didn't was one score of his free it. Kicks. I thought he did. I thought it was one of the free kicks he scored this season. No. Palace. We were there at Palace. He didn't Wasn't s- it? Oh, he scored a little chip over the keeper oh, at Palace. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, <clears throat> anyway, Pardew said, do not concede. Well, I heard that before the game, yeah. yeah. He said, do, do not, not concede, concede kicks a free the box. kick within 35 yards. Because now teams think it's like conceding a penalty. penalty. It is, though, isn't it? Well, it can be, and he's proven it. But I, I thought this one at the weekend was... Really, particularly quite special. I mean, they're all amazing. Well, but uh, was it as good as the? Um, well, I think there's no argument man to be had that United it was one? because he's put it over the wall to the side where the keeper is. And is it Hennessy? Everyone watched it. Even I watched it and thought it's over the bar. Yeah, and it just dropped all of a sudden like a stone into the corner. It's just incredible. Even Hennessy just sort of watched it go past. Yeah, I don't know left. if you've seen some of the fan footage and the inside. <laughs> They just mute. They're just like bewildered. Yeah, in, it's in crazy. The, but um, it's interesting that you know, in a, in a free kick like that, you would people are saying you'd usually put about three or four in the wall. 
Yeah, and they had seven. Didn't seven. They? Seven in the wall. Yeah. Anyway. Even that couldn't stop him. But you know what? You a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Can't say it wasn't an entertaining game. How many times under Allardyce was it a nil-nil? You know, we score. All right, we let some in, but we score. We've scored in the last two games, you know, four goals, two goals a game, all right? We've conceded two as well, unluckily, and because of refereeing decisions. But we've scored. We're scoring all the time. Yeah, and it's still exciting to watch. You're it right. It is exciting to watch. And as soon as Dimitri Payet goes up, Take a free kick. You're expecting it to go in. Or even when he gets the ball. You just notice the whole team always give the ball. They and always Lanzini. look for Lanzini and Payet because they make things happen. But, you know, Aaron it's Cresswell, good. I thought we did really well as well and, you know, defended. I don't know. Do you remember Sacco defending at one point, got back and defended? Yeah. Because that's the only problem I'm going to say. Antonio. He sometimes forgets he's a right back at times and thinks he's a winger. And he, he he doesn't track back enough. Did you notice that? Yeah, I mean, we essentially play with two defenders, really. We are, aren't we? Yeah. Cresswell um, was always bombing on. Yeah, that's the only problem. They just bomb on, maybe. But, to be honest, Cresswell it, hasn't, back. it hasn't proved a problem, really. I mean, we're still unbeaten in 12, but we haven't won a game in three games. So what do they do? I, I don't want to go too far. Talking Sorry, to I your microphone, Sean. don't want to go too far ahead, but... um. What what do they do? On does Byram come back in? If he's fit, I think he should. Or does Tompkins come back in? Tompkins was Tompkins, on. yeah, yeah, it's true. I he think I think you should right be back. playing a defender in, in the right back position, hundred percent. Mm. And uh, but Antonio keeps his place in the team. You're just moving forward. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, can you introduce this next part, please? Sean? Sure, sure. Let's hear what a disappointing gaffer. To see. Slavin, how significant was that red card and, and was it a red card? No, let's talk about the game first. I mean, uh, playing good football, it was a good game uh, from us and Crystal Palace. Uh, and I'm proud of the players. Uh, we, we gave everything and it was a quality there, it was energy there and everything. Uh, first half, we were a much better team and there were big threat from the set pieces and that's how they scored and we knew that before so we asked from the players not to give those uh, easy fouls or corners even and they scored from one and it was uh, then we came back uh, like quick and good but it was not only the result to one it was more the way we played that that to be fair I felt that well there's always a chance that uh, any opponent in the Premier League scored against you especially Palace, they have that quality up front. But we were much closer to score the third one. That would not maybe kill the game, but it would put us in a more comfortable situation. Uh, in the second half, uh, same story continued, although they, their step was much stronger, but without creating too much. Uh, to be fair, I was expecting us to uh, to score the third one, and then that, that uh, accident happened, or how you call it. 
for me and I think for everybody that has you know part of their life anything to do with football that's 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 simply very easy to judge it's it's never it's never red card like <clears throat> but it happened to us unfortunately it happened again and it's basically uh, in last few games it's fourth time that big decisions have been given have been given against us and that's it there's nothing the there's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing I can say more about it. Is that what makes it doubly frustrating? Yeah, it makes it. it makes it. Because we are fighting for a, for to finish high. We are we are in a cup, and uh, if the opponent is better than you, then okay. If there's a small mistake that you can't see, okay. But like this, it is it is frustrating. But we're gonna don't don't worry. I mean, make no mistake. We ain't gonna sink. We ain't gonna moan. We're gonna come back tomorrow and. Uh, and uh, play good football again. You're still chasing success on two fronts? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, we are, and we're going to do it uh, until somebody, uh, until the end, of course. Can you put into your words what you made of Dimitri's latest spectacular free kick? What can I say? It was a great free kick. It was a piece of magic from him. Maybe tonight he was a little bit tired from these couple of games for France. And that was not not uh, not only important for him physically but mentally because of course he wants to be in the squad and he knew that this is his chance that that he's been called and that he has to prove himself so he had two games that was kind of not friendly games for him definitely <laughs> and maybe because of that he was a little bit um, he wasn't sharp as he normally is in open play and all that, but then he scores like a great goal. So he's a great lad for us and uh, he's happy to be here and we're happy to have him and uh, we're enjoying it. Yeah, Great goal. There you go, another disappointed sound in Slavon. What do you think, Sean? Oh, I don't know what he said at the end. I don't understand <laughs> a bit at the end. No. <laughs> he, he, he likes talk. He's a bit like, like me. A chat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number six on our running order, effing refs and their effing decisions. West Ham lose out, minus nine. Stelling clip. So we're going to play a little clip at the moment that sort of rounds up exactly what happened with that red card and it comes from Sky Sports. But there's a table that's been printed by Club Talk um, today and it shows, because people have been saying, we were running a poll on Clarence Hugh on, on, you know, is West Ham, are we biased? Is West Ham unfairly punished with their refereeing decisions or is it swings and roundabouts and actually just as many um, decisions go our way when we shouldn't have got them, then we don't get. I don't know if you've seen this, um, Paul, have you? No. Would it surprise I've you... I've seen the league table. Would it surprise you that West Ham are the worst off? We've had um, six go our way think it was six no four decisions go away which we shouldn't have got mm -hmm. but 13 go the other way 13 decisions that were wrong including two at the weekend so we're minus nine the closest the the, the next worst team is Swansea who are minus six so they've they're worse off by six decisions going against them guess who's at the top it won't surprise you George Leicester Leicester has had the most decisions along with Manchester United, who have actually got, I think, it, I can't remember, seven decisions in their favour. So it's funny how Manchester United, Liverpool, all at the top, Spurs, all get the decisions and uh, Leicester. Now, I don't know what that really means, but it, it shows it's not just biased. West Ham fans going, we're getting a raw deal. West Ham seems to be getting a raw deal. And the stats prove it. And the stats prove it. Yep. Now, the only thing I don't know, and if I'm bored one day, I might find out, is do those decisions actually lead to actually points? Someone said we're nine points worse off because of decisions. But you've equally well, you got a look. You can guarantee us four already. <coughs> Just four? Six? Oh, yeah, four. Yeah, because we've got a point each. Yeah. yeah, it's four. But you don't know whether other decisions went our way and we won where we could have drawn or yeah. something. So it swings and roundabouts in my view. But in a poll we're running, 91% call for action and that the Premier League next season should bring in TV replays. What's your view on that, George? 
David Gold. I think for I it. think TV replays. Yeah, I think it's easy enough to do. Stick an earpiece in in the referee's ear, which he has anyway. Yeah. To talk to his assistants and his fourth official, and have a panel of, or even just one, just for a second opinion. Who yeah. watches the re- TV replay? Uh, but then you can always you're always going to have the argument. Oh, the video ref got it wrong. So you know. Yeah, but that, that's the same in. Um Cricket, or same in any sport, but yeah, it's not going to eradicate. I thought human. I know you you argued against this before. Is you have a voting button and you vote whether you think. No, it's just stupid. (laughs) It's just stupid. Let's play the clip from what what uh, Jeff Stelling and um, Chris Kamara had to say about Chiarotti's red card. Real controversy down at Upton Park, it has to be said. Oh my goodness, I've just seen a replay. Chris Kamara, tell us about the red card that has somehow been dished out to West Ham. Well, he's had a shocker. Mark Clattenburg's had a shocker. Why is every challenge, if your foot's high, got to be a sending off? The reason why his foot's high, because he's got his leg like that, Jeff, and he's trying to parry the ball away from Dwight Gale. So as he goes to parry it, his leg comes from that angle, it's high, but it's trying to scoop the ball away, and Dwight Gale gets his body in the way. No way is it straight red, but Mark Clattenburg has given it, and it is um, West Ham down to 10, and they should have scored as well, Crystal Palace before that. Sacco had one cleared off the line by Creswell. Oh, really, honestly, it, 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 it's just such a terrible, terrible, terrible decision, and at the end of the season, that cost West Ham a Champions League spot. Well, there you go. I think I'd tend to agree then. Yeah, and it could cost us absolutely uh, Champions League spot. But so did the bloody penalty thing. Yeah, that's what I mean. Conspiracy theory—they don't John, want West Ham. I'm going to speak on behalf of John here. He believes that referees have been briefed by the Premier League to be anti-West Ham because for, of two reasons. One being they can't stand the thought of. The Premier League representatives in the Champions League next season being Leicester, Tottenham, West Ham United and Arsenal and or City. And the second is West Ham fans cause chaos when they go abroad and English football do not want West Ham fans uh, representing England in European competitions. I think that's bollocks. (laughs) I I tend to agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, he has a voice on the podcast even when he's not here. Yeah. Uh, let's move on from that because I think it's depressing enough as it is. Yeah, yeah. But we had, or you had, a uh, a nice morning with uh, West Morning's podcast West Ham historian Nigel Khan. I did uh, on the morning of the Palace game. Sean, tell yeah, us I'm more gonna, about I'm that. I'm going to tell you a bit about it, um, and then I'm going to tell you uh, on Sunday. I then went to see David Gold's uh, house and gardens. I know you did. I saw yeah. the pictures. So on, I had to get up on uh, Saturday, like, 9 o'clock in the morning, because there was an 11 o'clock meet outside Town Station. That It was a, a group of people, West Ham Till I Die mainly people, um, and Nigel Khan, the historian, did a tour of Canning Town. We started off at the um, Thames Ironworks. He has my glasses, by the way. He's going to return them on uh, Saturday. Oh, is he? Yeah. I know Nigel? I know he's listening, so don't forget him, please, Nigel. Yeah. So we started off at the Ironworks, where it all started. Um... Opposite the Holiday Inn on the Silvertown Way, uh, which is just by Canning Town Station. When, uh, if you've been to Canning Town Station, we never go out this entrance. But if you, do you know there's a mural there of all the um, Thames Ironworks with a with actually a chunk of one of the ships there? I saw your pictures. Yeah. Yeah, you've never been that way, have we? I don't think so. No. Then we went on to 55 Barking Road, which is where West Ham was formed in on the. 5th of July, 1900. Seven men went into the upstairs room, wrote, signed a document, the Articles Association, and West Ham United were born. So we went there. It's now the Station Caff, by the way, <laughs> in Barking Road. From there, we went past um, a place where is Frank Lampard Senior's dry cleaning. He used to run a dry cleaning shop down Barking Road. And then from there, on the Barking Road, you know the McDonald's in Barking Road? I do, yes. Yeah. The big McDonald's. That yeah, used yeah. to be a tobacco factory. And before that, it was the Trinity School. And the Trinity School, we used to use the ground. The old Thames Ironworks on West Ham used to use it as their training ground, the field on, on from the school of Trinity School. Then we went on to Hermit Road, Recreation Ground, which was our first ground. Did you know that? No. It was a barren waste with a, a, a cinder track. Oh, sorry, a cinder pitch, apparently. 
Um, and then we went on to Memorial Gardens, which obviously was their second ground. And um, there's a memorial there with hammers and the 38 people lost their life in a Thames ironworks. They launched the ship and the big wave came out and killed 38 people watching. I don't know if you remember that. It was in 1897. Do you remember that? No, I wasn't there. So w we had a... W do you remember that? No. No. So it was a really good day, actually. And then we walked down the Greenway. Do you remember we yeah, always go yeah, past the Greenway? So it was a good... I, I don't know. We're gonna, we've, I've taken some video footage, which um, the guys from Hammers Chat are going to put together on YouTube. I think um, we're going to blog about it, and, and I think Nigel's going to do some, some bits about it. But he spent hours um, putting all this history together. And uh, well done, more than just a podcast um, historian, Nigel Khan on his inaugural Canning Town tour. Well done, Nigel. Yeah, clap, clap. Uh, and then if I hadn't done enough after that and I went to the Palace game, I got up bright and early on Sunday morning to go and visit the chairman in his open gardens. And I saw oh his yeah. chopper. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So you went, you went to see the chairman's open gardens and you got to saw his chopper? Yeah, right, he, he puts his chopper right between the daffodils. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he had, I tell you what, uh, he's yeah. got a... Are they your daffodils or not? No. No. He's got um, he's got a, a Rolls Royce, a Bentley, and a um, a Jaguar, all with personalised plates. Actually, the, the the Bentley had a bit of rust on the side. It, it was a didn't. Bit of yeah, I will say this, and and sorry, David, if you're listening, because I did bump into him and have a chat with him, and you know, quick chat. Just say, oh, Sean. <laughs> yeah. He was looking a bit. Uh, he has his red trousers on and uh, very interested ensemble. What? And um, we looked through the windows, because you can look. He has, he has the oldest FA Cup there. And he's got plastic flowers. <laughs> this guy's worth 350 million. What, plastic right? flowers? Plastic flowers in his pool room with the jacuzzi. He's got these, like, 1970 <laughs> plastic <laughs> flowers. <laughs> the decor looks like it's come from the 70s. Why waste the money on yeah, new well flowers every week? Do you week? know what? And then he's got this furniture that's spread there in, in the pool room. And you think... You've got all that money, and like the guttering's <laughs> falling down, and there's, you know, <laughs> it needs a print lick of paint. And, <laughs> and I'm thinking, you need to spend some money doing up the place. Oh, bless him! But it was a good time. There's a lot of hammers. Don't worry there. about your house, Dave. Just keep pushing the money. Oh, into yeah, West that's Dam. it. As long as you keep on spending money on players, then we won't bring up your your house needs a little bit of a lick of paint <laughs> and some new furniture. <laughs> Just, just sorry, Dave. Give sorry Dimitri Dave, the money he wants. Yeah. Uh, I recommend it. Oh, by the way, if you're listening... There's another it, one. There's another one this Sunday. Yep. Uh, so is it this Sunday, is it? It's this Sunday. The What, what will be? The... 13th? No, the 13th is the Wednesday. All right. Yeah, so you're right. It'll be 10th? Yeah, but something like, something like that. It's something ninth? like that. Ninth, Saturday tenth. night. Sunday. Saturday He's got it again. So if you want to... Forget all the bits I said, but it's it's a good day and, and it's really good. And the and chairman will all his sign book for a tenor, uh, his autobiography. He talk to anyone here, have a selfie taken with you, whatever you want. He's he's a really approachable guy. So yeah, wicked. And it, and he does a lot of work for charity. Charity because it's all in aid of charity. Wicked. There you go. Thank you, Sean. Danke, Sean. Danke. Uh, it's time for this. Yes, it's time for Facebook Twitter question time. Time, 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 time. This is where we ask you, the listener, to get in touch with us, the podcast, via Facebook on facebook.com forward slash Manchester podcast. Before the end of the season, can we bring back David Gold question time? We can do time, one. Time. I'm sure John will let us do one. Yeah, with the voices. Sean put on the Facebook page earlier saying, George and Sean are podcasting tonight as John takes a night off because he's doing his, his other job. Uh, send us your questions, statements of fact or fiction and predictions against Arsenal for Saturday. Darren Kitchen says, does anyone know where Clattenburg is performing next? After watching his one-man show on Saturday, I'm eager for more. It's rare to see a man of his age carry a fake tan that well. <laughs> but this has got an important question about, people have been talking about Euros, you know, and will the FA 
try and close ranks in our appeal. It will be a free carder, won't it? Free match ban, yeah. And they've got the ability to increase it by one, but they couldn't regard our appeal as frivolous. frivolous they? No, they couldn't. I wonder if it's an FA conspiracy for Mark Clattenburg so his reputation is not besmirched. Protected. Besmirched. I like uh, that word. Darren goes on to say, we need to be on it from the start on Saturday. It has to be high tempo and maintained. Valencia was very worrying when he came on. He looked very poor. I consider Moses for this one. Yeah, we should use Moses. Two one irons. Yeah, I, I hope Ozil has a, a poor game. I don't know if you saw a video I just of play Royce Oxford and just yeah. Him uh, did you see um, Ozil like? No wonder he gets his pass accuracy. There was there was a thing where they were just passing backwards, forwards to each other yeah. in the game. You saw that. Ed Hawthorne says, in the unlikely event Kiartis red is not overturned, does Slav give Oxford the start again? Ozil probably still has nightmares about the first match. Well, I hadn't even read yeah, that. Yeah, I know. I well, yeah, yeah. Uh, Big game. I hope so. It's for it, it would be funny if he played again and marked about the game again. Palumi Ogunlana says, when will we send Valencia out on loan to gain ball control skills? Bonner's third mistake this year has led to the game being tied. Come on, you irons. Yeah, we did mention that. I thought Ogbonna and Reed could have done more to clear that ball that came in for the Yeah, I didn't corner. know if it was Ogbonna or Reed. actually. I thought they both it sort of panicked a bit, didn't they? And it hit one of them and... Um, but I suppose it, wasn't, it was Ogbonna that then went to Reed. Reed didn't have really a lot... There wasn't a lot of choice of what Reed could do at that point, is there? No. But Ogbonna is, is immense, don't get me wrong. I thought he's been... He, the second half season has been better. Uh, a lot of people have said Obonna and Collins is a better partnership. Yeah. You agree? Potentially. I think Collins has got to come back in when he's fit. Definitely. Yeah. Ben Ashford said, who would your goal 20 goal a season striker be in the summer? Zlatan. Who? Zlatan. Oh, yeah. I would go for um, Lukaku. Yeah, well, I think anyone would, but I don't know if we can afford him. Well, I don't think we can afford uh, Zatan. I'm sure we can. No, we can't. He's yeah, 320 yeah, grand a week. Of course we can. If we we yeah. could afford Romo. Well, no, it's not that. It's going to be his, it'd be the transfer fee, not his wages, wouldn't it? No, he's on a free. Not yeah, Zatan is what Lukaku's not. No, he'd probably be about 35 million. Yeah, there you go. Tim Sharman says, any news on the events planned for the last game? Well, the money David Gold saved on Kurt. <laughs> yeah, and guttering. <laughs> and guttering and <laughs> sofas could go towards Lukaku. Tim Sharman says, any news on the events planned for the last game? And he predicts a 1-0 win well, against Arsenal. Well, I mean, Jack Sullivan's already tweeted, hasn't he, that they've spent a fortune. Uh, and it's been long rumoured about this uh, hologram, hologram yeah. uh, of... Um, uh, Bobby Moore coming out. I think ex-West Ham employee has also said there will be some... They've paid... For, I think they've, he said £500,000 in... Um, that's how much they spent on the entertainment. Uh, they're going to have... They've invited, I think I've told you before, every single living player to come, uh, who come out on this pitch. And they're going to have fireworks at the end as well. Now, it's going to be an evening match. They, they can do fireworks. They're going to... They've apparently got some special Clarence and Blue fireworks as a spectacular. But they still worry people are going to invade the pitch. And they still want it known that people will get a life ban if they do. You have been warned. Now you know. Be careful what you wish for. That's it for Facebook to question time. All that's left is predictions for Arsenal at home, Sean. I'm going to yeah. go for a 1-0 win. I'm going to take your prediction off you. That's a bit harsh. I think it'll be tight. I think it'll be tighter than people would expect. Two attacking Good footballing teams. <gasps> can't believe I said that. Yeah. I, I'm i a creature of habit. You can okay. say 1-0? No. Because you've taken my nil, and under the rules of the podcast, I can't do the same thing. I'm not sure those rules have ever been stated, but well, I think that's the unwritten so rules. So, we've drawn 2-2. Two -two. Twice. Let's go for the hat trick. Let's go for Arsenal 2, West Ham 2. I hope not. I hope not. And um, I think it'll be a cracking game. Early kickoff. Racker. It's on BT Sport. It's in the game. Uh, are we meeting again before the? We are, aren't we? Before the the Manchester United. Oh well, yeah, we should FA we should Cup be podcasting final. on Monday, or we do an OB from the um, Cup Cup semi final. Hmm. What do you want? What do you think? We'll have a think about it. We'll have a think about it. We will get back to you. That's it for Monday's podcast this week. Yeah. 
Uh, thank you for listening. I've been George. Sean has been. Sean. And John has been. Not here. <laughs> Slavogram. <laughs> Come on, you irons. Come on, you irons. Mm. Bye. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. It's just such a terrible, terrible, terrible decision. And at the end of the season, that cost West Ham a Champions League spot. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.